0: ht
1: smartcast you're listening to a hindustan times production brought to you by HD smartcast hello and welcome to the HD branch podcast it... the weekly companion to your printed copy of HD branch where i your host karishma kunzang from team branch give you a behind the scenes of what you'll be reading on sunday This series is available on hdsmartcast.com India's fastest growing podcast producing platform Hey guys how's it going Remember when the song Baby Doll came out in 2014 It was catchy enough until some person I unfortunately knew started walking around and asking everyone to call her baby doll. Well, we caught up with the singer of the iconic song that propelled her to fame, Kanika Kapoor, our In Bed With Star for the week. Kanika shares her thoughts on the Bollywood music scene being a single mom and, of course, the controversy she was caught up in during the early days of COVID. This week, last year exactly, she reminds us, uh, for allegedly flouting uh, COVID protocols. Listen on for our chat.
2: Hi Kanika, congratulations on your HT Branch feature and welcome to the HT Branch podcast. Um, So tell us a little about yourself, uh, you know, about little about your life before music. What was that like?
3: Thank you so much for um, you know giving me this opportunity and letting me tell you about my life. It's exciting. Um, okay. I had quite an interesting life, I would say. Yeah. Um, grew up uh, in Lucknow in uh, in Mahanagar, which is, uh, lovely. and I went to the retro convent, um, uh, in Lucknow, and I grew up there, you know, in a big uh, joint family, um, middle class joint business family.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. And
3: I grew, up with lots, I grew up with great grandparents, grandparents, and lots of cousins and uncles and aunts in one house.
0: Uh-huh.
3: And I, my uncle used to learn music from my Guruji, and that's how I used to go and cook okay. with him. And then when I was eight years old, I started learning music from him, uh-huh, from uh-huh. my Guruji. Okay. And that's how it started. And um, it was just, life was just very simple and very um, normal, you know. Then, when I was about 13, I won an inter-school competition between 16 oh, wow. schools. Oh, wow. And I think um, I was a very um, average student, um, right. but I really was into arts. So, I fell right. in arts, and, I just, and when I won that competition between you know, 16 schools, I fell mm-hmm. that the became a star. <laughs> and that is what gave me the drive. Right. Um, I was this chubby little girl. Um, you know, yeah. my skirt used to always be much longer than the rest of the girls. So <laughs> is very conservative. So
2: <laughs> okay.
3: I I just feel like when I won that competition as a solo and uh, you know in English and Hindi, mm-hmm. um, I became a I felt I became some something important right, with a sense of achievement. So I that's when I decided I wanted to be a performing artist.
2: And what was it like oh, when you actually did? You know, when Baby Dolls released. What was do you remember that moment what it felt like when it stopped all charts and also today when it still remains iconic, you know? I still know people who say, uh, call me baby doll.
3: It's amazing how I promise you when mm-hmm. I won that award when I was thirteen it was much bigger right. than baby doll for me, you know? Wow. Because when baby doll happened. I actually never expected it and I just didn't understand what happened. It was like, you know, I was I was a housewife uh, of ah. 13 years and then suddenly I, uh, you know, <laughs> I'd sung a song which I'd never thought would go anywhere and suddenly become uh, like the biggest rage of the nation. Right. And uh, I was in London, you know, sitting in North mm-hmm. London in a home and with my three children uh, doing school runs and coffee mornings and then suddenly... <laughs> I get a call that listen your song uh, is doing well can you come and promote it because people are asking for the finger. Right. And that's when yeah. I came And I came a week later mm-hmm. I realized that everybody was being extra nice to me uh, yeah. I was given a guard I was given nice. like you know like so much importance yeah. and suddenly I was like what happened here? You know? Yeah. So it took me a while to understand what really happened. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and uh, I think it was God's plan to give me, you know, abundance. So, right. uh, very grateful
2: for well, What do you think about the Bollywood music scene uh, at the moment? I
3: have very mixed feelings about it. Okay. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. being, um, you know, from a very traditional background there he mm-hmm. grew up listening to uh, classical music. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, you know, like the Kishori Amonka to... Uh, you know, going for classical concerts with deja dailies to you know, coming from that uh-huh. kind of background and listening to R. G. Berman and Kishore Kumar and uh, to then you know, I obviously loved the eighties and nineties too. Yeah. Now there is very little music that I actually download. Uh-huh. Um and uh, some music is interesting. There are odd few songs which which come out amazing. Uh-huh. But um uh-huh. I don't find music very satisfying anymore. You know, I, I, I still think it's the art of You know? I,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, so for me, I, yeah, if I'm doing a concert, I think 50-60% of my songs are old songs because uh, it's just, there's just so much heart in it. Yeah,
2: you know. it's, a, it's a different era. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what about the independent uh, music scene that's there in India the indie music scene you know it was uh, booming in the 90s and now a different uh, variant of it is also kind of cropping up and also getting into commercial in terms of in getting into OTT platforms. you know they found some space there and of course there's Spotify and when so you
3: speak in Hindi I can tell you it's become like a Hindi bazaar
2: <laughs>
3: and, uh, and uh, I'm very happy that because of the digital platforms and uh, the opportunity that it's giving to each one of us, I mean, even to me, I would say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to have an independent career and not to be dependent on anybody or a company. Yeah. I think it's phenomenal uh, what's mm-hmm. happening and it's amazing that someone sitting in a village, zero resources, is singing a song and it's going live and it's just yeah. going everywhere and, and they're creating such great artists from that. Yeah. So I yeah. think because of that it's it's amazing what's happening. Uh-huh. Um and there's a lot of very like there's a lot of bad music, like, that's crap music and there's a lot of quality music, which is I think everywhere in the world.
2: Uh-huh.
3: Uh-huh. So um I'm I'm very happy about the whole you know, independent music scene coming up because I really think India was the only country left in the world that was so dependent on just Bollywood movies and it's yeah. actually not fair. Yeah.
2: Any artists off the top of your head that you've heard uh, from the indie scene that you kind of like?
3: The new voice that I've heard is, Hanum is a female singer and she's from Punjab. Her name is Afsana Khan. Okay. And I think that she, after a long, long time, I heard a voice that I sort of fell in love with, you know? Oh, wow. And I want to listen to
2: more. So, what's the best part about being, uh, if I believe, a single mom to three kids?
3: Honestly, um, in my head, I'm still a housewife. And um, I think being a single mom is a lot of struggle because especially yeah. if you're working full-time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, still, I think, not just in India, but around the world, yeah, for a woman, it is a little bit more difficult, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to deal with lots of things, lots of decisions with the children, yeah. um, their education. I know you asked me the best part about it. Um, but I didn't give you the best part because I really couldn't think of, when I talk about being a single mom, what comes to my heart is, I wish it could be the other way around, you know what I mean? Right, I know. I wish it was not, I wish it was not a single mom.
2: All right. That last year has been tumultuous and scary for all of us, Right. But you especially had like a uh, whole controversy that happened right when the country was going into lockdown and I'm sure you were bombarded mm-hmm. by calls. It by was publicity. this
3: week, one year ago.
2: Oh my God, are you serious? Okay. Mm-hmm. So this week, one year, year ago, uh, looking back at it, what are your thoughts? And also, how did you get over it mentally, you know, because... um. I'm. Su- I mean, I'm sure you got told a lot, and I don't know if you got bombarded by like calls. I mean, I'm sure that happened. So you it was know, awful. It was
3: awful. <laughs> not just people oh who were not not people who didn't know me. Even people who knew you know who knew me well
2: uh, yeah. judged
3: me and sp- spoke a lot of shit. Without, oh man! I'm sorry about my language. Spoke a lot no. of bad stuff without knowing the truth. Without they judged me. Um, mm. They called me all sorts of things. um and uh I knew that all that was happening, and, and obviously at at the time, I think I was in a state of shock, so it didn't sort of nothing nothing really like uh went in, but after two or three months, mm-hmm. it sort of came came and you know, hit me in my face uh, and yeah. uh, it, it it was quite a big hit actually, yeah and uh, but I was lucky because after a few months I went to Lon- I went back to London to be with my kids.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: uh, and I think it was, it was the six months I was there. I had to go through counseling, you know, and uh, yeah. I think that really helped me. So uh, yeah, the light at the end of the tunnel, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: And and also being around family kind of did uh, help yes. you get over the mental trauma it Absolutely. might have caused. I
3: need mean, to be honest. I have become resilient because I've seen a yeah. lot of lives and I've been through a lot of tough times. i mm-hmm. like lots of people, and I've you know also understood as I grew older, that there's no need to sit down and complain about things because we all have our ups and downs, each and every human being. Yeah. Um, so, um, I track gratitude for everything. I, I think what I went through last year yeah. um, gave me a lot of, it taught me so much. It made me more resilient. It made me more confident. It made me fight through my own fears. You know, it made me sort of, to be honest, work a lot more, but harder. Okay. Uh, because I, there was a point where, you know, a lot of people said to me, oh, my God, her career has finished.
2: Mm.
3: Now, like, she's become this, you know, there's a big dark spot on her and that's it. Mm-hmm. But uh, with God's grace, I, I think it's actually the other way around. I, you know, I've, I haven't done more work than ever before. The kind of projects that I've signed in terms of music, and, you know, yeah. the artists that I'm singing with, the directors I'm yeah. singing with, mm-hmm. are absolutely phenomenal and uh actually like thinking about looking
2: after me all right that's uh, on that lovely note thank you so much for your time kanika and thank congratulations you. once again for being on hd punch thank, thank you so much thank Bye. you take thank care Bye
1: who doesn't love cheese i admit i put it in everything Pasta, pizza, sandwiches, even dosa, balanced with a spicy aloo filling. I admit, I also add a generous helping when I'm making Maggi. And this is all amal, of course. It's uh, probably one ingredient I just cannot do without. And cheese platters paired with wine is what my dreams are made of. I remember when my best friend Moksha Hegde and I went and gorged on a cheese platter for hours at Smokehouse, Delhi. Best time ever. (laughs) Here's what HT branch columnist Viv Sanghi has to say about the recent cheese boom in India.
4: It's one of those strange booms that nobody's really noticed, but which, when you think about it, isn't really that odd. Over the last four or five years... The cheese market has been growing at like twenty percent a year. They think this year it'll grow even more. So you say to yourselves, you know, cheese really is it that big a deal? Why are so many people eating cheese? But you stop and you think about it. Think about pizzas. Think about pastas. Everybody makes pasta. Everybody serves pizzas. That's where the cheese is going. But there's more. If you've been to a stallwala, street food stallwala, recently you will realize that next to that hunk of amul butter and those bottled sauces, which unfortunately have now become an integral part of the street food experience in big Indian cities, there's also a hunk of cheese. They put cheese on everything. You have a sandwich, they'll put cheese. You have an omelette, they'll put amul cheese on it. You have a dosa, they'll put amul cheese on it. And now in Bombay, if you want pav bhaji, they'll grate cheese on it. Cheese has suddenly become an Indian ingredient, used for stuff it was never meant to be used for. This is not entirely new, or as new as you and I might think. If you've been to a restaurant and had a Murg Malai tikka, think about it. How does that differ from a normal chicken tikka? Well, the answer is that when they marinate it, they put amul cheese in the marinade. The cheese stays in the tikka, it melts in the tandoor, and it gives the rich, tender, flavorful Kind of tinge. So, if Indians keep eating cheese and if we keep eating it in things like pav bhaji, let alone murg Malaitika, cheese is going to be one of the most important ingredients in our repertoire. Which is odd because you know we have no cheese tradition. Even the paneer tradition is relatively new. But suddenly we've become almost like the French, a nation that loves cheese. <music>
1: What is it about the British royal family that never fails to grab our attention? Whether it's a TV series based on them or the latest interview with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry that they did with the Oprah Winfrey. I'll admit that when I watched it, it was difficult not to draw parallels to Harry's mom, uh, Princess Diana. And this is uh, even before he actually says it in the interview. Speaking about drawing parallels, I'm glad Harry and Meghan have each other's backs. That and the fact that the couple addressed mental health and how crucial it is to get help for it. And oh, they're having a baby girl. Here's HG Branch columnist Seema Goswami's take on it.
5: Meghan and Harry, or Harry and Meghan. There is no escaping these two, is there? Even if you have zero interest in the British royal family, you will end up being sucked into all the commentary about their tell-all interviewed Oprah Winfrey. Well, I have to say that I have succumbed to it because there's nothing I love more than a good soap opera. And if you ask me, I now feel as if I've been transported back to the 1990s when Harry's mother, Princess Diana, was cast in the role that Meghan is now playing. Diana's explosive confessional, which featured on the BBC's Panorama, was conducted by Martin Bashir, a little-known journalist at the time. Harry and Meghan's inquisition, on the other hand, is at the hands of Oprah Winfrey, who is arguably more famous than either of the royals put together. But as I listened to the two of them hold forth about all their grievances, airing their dirty laundry in front of an audience of millions, I could not help but ask why. Why are they doing this? After all, they've achieved all they set out to do. They've landed on their feet in California, they're making money, they're having another baby. So why aren't these happy people? Why do they seem unable to shake off the grievances that are mooring them in the past? Why are they dwelling on the injustices heaped on them by an uncaring monarchy, instead of focusing on the bliss that lies in their future? Well, that inability, if you ask me, is the real tragedy of their lives. Last week, we brought you an old favourite from
1: the 90s. And this time with Kanekab Kapoor as our lead story, um, I thought let's bring something that's probably the complete opposite. An artfully put together acapella rendition of the song, Levitating by Dua Lupa, uh, which has been put together by Delhi musician Pia Pada. And by acapella, guys, I mean everything you hear is all done vocally. I heard it and I just couldn't resist sharing it with you guys. So I hope you enjoy it.
0: Hi, my name is Pia Poddar and the song you're going to be listening to next is an acapella cover of the song Levitating by Dua Lipa. Hope you like it. If you want to run away with me I know a galaxy and I can take you for a ride Had a premonition that we fell into a rhythm Where the music don't stop or lie Glitter in the sky, glitter in my eyes Shining just away alive. If you're feeling like you need a little bit of company You met me at the perfect time You want me I want you baby My sugar boo I'm levitating The Milky Way We're renegading Yeah, 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 yeah I got you Moonlight You're my starlight I need you All night Come on, dance with me I'm levitating You Moonlight You can fly away with me tonight. You can fly away with me tonight. Baby, let me take you for a ride. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm never dating, You can fly away with me tonight. You can fly away with me tonight. Baby, let me take you for a ride. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm levitating. My love is like a rocket, watch it blast off. And I'm feeling so electric, dance my eyes off. And even if I wanted to, I can't stop.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah Love is like a rocket Watch it blast off And I'm feeling so electric That's my ass off And even if I wanted to I can't stop Yeah, 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 yeah Have a great Sunday brunch
1: The weekend is when you take a break From a hectic week Whether it's work from home Or work from work it's also a day to develop perspective on things by not just consuming news, but also analyzing it by listening to different points of views and figuring out what you feel about it. We hope we've been able to do just that with today's HD Brunch podcast. Feel free to give us feedback and suggestions on HD Smartcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or DM us directly at HD Brunch on Instagram and Twitter. To listen to more podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com or suno nai nazariya se. I will see you back here next weekend with another dose of entertainment that keeps things real. Till then, happy brunching, guys. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast.
4: Stiss my